welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. just have a wee look at where we've been and uh, we're talking about developing strength to take hold of that sword of his promises for our individual and corporate destiny. That's where we started and Glenn spoke from Ephesians 6.10 about getting strong by connecting with God's strength. It's his strength, not ours, that's going to make it at the end of the day. And, um, and, and strength and standing and declaring the things of God, and you remember we, at that service, we stood and we made some declarations from the Word of God, and it, and it felt so good. You could feel strength flowing into you. And then Jared spoke about the hunting season. He said, don't be a baby waiting for mother to bring you milk. Go hunting for meat <laughs> and uh, go after God for yourself. You grow stronger on meat. And he talked about the faith adventure of getting to know different aspects of who God is, that we love Jesus, our shepherd, but what about Jesus, the commander-in-chief of the Lord's armies? And of course, as commander-in-chief, he wants us to be strengthened and say he'll take us on exercises and adventures that stretch us and, uh, and, and challenge us, but always he's in our corner. And then Glenn spoke on stronger with purpose, that we are created with and for a purpose. And knowing your life purpose makes you stronger, makes you more focused, makes you resilient, like the Iron Nun up there, focused, uh, more fruitful. And I love this phrase that Glenn spoke. Imagine a church full of people locked and loaded with the strength of God's kingdom promises. What a statement. And then he gave us some ways to clarify our purpose. And then last week we had Kevin come in. And it was like suddenly this apostolic prophetic voice came revealing why God is calling us to be stronger. And the things that Kevin unloaded, that God is up to something. Way, he's way bigger purposes for this church. He talked about God's plans to build a large, significant, powerful church in this community. And said the ball was at the feet of our church and I believe God actually wants every church to be strong and powerful. But he's speaking specifically to us at the moment. So Kevin then spoke about repositioning for increase. That's both personally and corporately. If you're going to increase, something's got to change. You've got to do something differently. And change comes by choice, not chance. He talked about increasing capacity internally so we can carry the external increase that God has. That each person needs to sharpen their cutting edge and uh, contribute strength and anointing. We all have something to bring, but we want to bring the best. And so we want to work on developing that. And, you know, increasing capacity and sharpening that cutting edge, they're not just spiritual tasks. And so today, I want to speak on um, stronger, a prosperous soul. Or another way of saying that is mental and emotional health. They asked me to speak on this um, because it's been a journey, okay? And I've learned some things along the way. And um, 
So yes, your spirit must be made new, born again, and then developed to be prosperous and strong. And there'll be an opportunity for you later on. If your spirit has never been made new, there's going to be an opportunity for you to step into that zone with Jesus and have your spirit made new. But yes, you must also take care of your physical body. As the iron nun, it was, well, you mightn't go to that extreme. Um, I won't be. But, but, you know, God has got plans for us to go from A to Z in our life. And if we mistreat this, this body, well, we might only get to M or N or O and then not, conf- not complete the call of God on our lives, not because it wasn't there, but because we wore our body out. We wasted it in all kinds of different ways. So we need to take notice of that. And then there's your soul, mind, will, and emotions. Are they in the process of being born again, is the question. Are they being brought into health? Or are they running wild with feelings telling you what to feel and thoughts telling you what you ought to think? And these thoughts that can build a a dark forest of trees in your head that you don't even want to live there, but you find yourself there. Is your mind your friend? There's been times in my life when my mind has not been my friend. In fact, it's been very unfriendly. And if it had had its way, it would have finished off my life. I wouldn't be here. So spirit, soul, and body each have needs. And to get stronger and to increase the capacity for more of what God has for us individually and corporately, we must take care of the needs of spirit and soul and body. And it's all about building a stronger foundation for a stronger anointing, for a greater capacity. And revival starts as an inside job. It starts inside each one of us. So I'm going to answer three questions as we go through. The first question is, does soul health really matter? What does the Bible say? I pray that you may enjoy good health, there's the body, and prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. Or in proportion, you could read it, in proportion to the way your soul is prospering. And then in Hebrews, therefore, and we've had this scripture, I think Jared read it out um, in the series as well. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every weight and the sin that's, and it's not talking about you know, losing weight to get fit, um, well, it could be, um, and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So we know what sin is, but what's this thing about weight? What's this every weight? So knowing me, I wanted to look that up. So I looked it up, and, uh, and it can mean tumour, swelling, encumbering weight. It's like, oh, we don't want that stuff, do we? And then I turned to the Passion Translation to look it up. And this was really interesting. And it says, that particular phrase for weight, so we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. Isn't that interesting? The wounds that have pierced us. And then as a footnote, it says you could read it as get rid of every arrow tip in us. And the implication is of carrying an arrow tip inside a wound that weighs us down and keeps us from running our race with freedom. Now, Jared would love to have lived back in New Testament times because the weapons of warfare were bows and arrows. And every now and again, an arrow would pierce 
the soldier's armour. And so in order to stop the bleeding, they need to wrench that arrow out and then pack the wound and hold it tight. And they would do that, but sometimes the arrow tip would break off and be left inside the body. And, and so the soldier would recover, and on the outside it would look fine, but there was this swelling, this encumbering weight, this, this thing inside, this hindrance that slowed him down. And I want to put to you today that most of the arrow tips that we have are in our soul, in that soul area, wounding our heart and contaminating our mind and robbing us of mental and emotional health and restricting the flow of the spirit in and through us. Because if there's junk in your soul, how's your spirit going to get through that and express itself? It's going to bump into stuff along the way and uh, because the, the, our spirit ex- is expressed through our soul, personality, our mind, our heart, all of that. So that's got to be brought into health as well. Junk like anger, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, self-hatred, self-protection mechanisms, the, the list is endless. And then Proverbs 4.23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Another very interesting scripture. Keep, guard, protect, or maintain your heart. And heart here actually means, the word actually means mind, will, and emotions. So it's talking about the whole area of the soul. And then the word issues actually means, or can mean, border, or someone's going faster than me, border or boundaries. And um, so it's talking about limitations on our life. So you put those things together, and we will have the next one now. And, uh, and this is what it actually means. Guard and do maintenance on your mind, will, and emotions, because they, not your spirit, they will determine the limits and capacity of your life. And it's so true. And then I um, read this article recently by a, Christ, uh, by a doctor who gave an address um, called Beyond the Cells. And I want to quote to you some of the things that he said, Dr. Graham Kidd. He said, the technical side to medicine is fantastic. New Zealand is second to none in so many ways, but there's a big gap when it comes to looking at the bigger picture. And by bigger picture, he's talking about the way we interact with the environment around us. He said, we live in a world where there's much information pouring into us and so much of it is negative. Then he says this, human thought is the most toxic thing on this planet. It's not actually all the other pollution he's talking about. It's our human thought. He said, we've got stuff going on in our heads all the time. Even when you think you're focused on one thing, there's background stuff going on which can be quite toxic. For Dr. Kidd, the connection between the mind and health is based on the physical reality of these 50 trillion cells that make up our bodies. And he says this. This is what they've discovered. Cells are not self-contained plastic bags. He said, we now realise they're permeable to all sorts of things. And they also have these little antennae on the outside of the cell walls. And they're picking up signals and they pick up chemical signals, and they pick up energy signals. And genes can be turned off or on inside our body, depending on what is flowing through and what these cells are picking up. He said, every nanosecond, 
Our cells are eavesdropping on our thoughts. You can't hide what you're thinking. That little cell wall is picking up signals and the chemistry inside the cell changes. He said emotions, so that's thoughts, emotions can be measured energetically in your body. They have a huge effect on you, especially when you hang on to negative emotions. I mean, at the end of the day, they're only proving what the Bible says is already true, but it's great that they're finding it. He said feelings are meant to flow through you, and when you hang on to them, it affects you physically because those emotions get picked up by your cells, those little antennae. It's no wonder, we know we're so intricately made and we need to pay attention to every part. Dr. Michael Maiden is a senior pastor in the States and uh, he has a big church and an influence um, oversight of 6,000 churches worldwide. And he has a master's and a doctorate in Christian psychology. Well worth listening to on the internet. But he said this, thoughts are substance. They can be seen in, the brain, in a brain scan like shooting stars. And then protein takes a thought and builds a structure that looks like a tree. It can be seen that way. He said, your mind is the forest of thought trees. The life you are now living is dependent on the thought trees that you have allowed to grow. So powerful. We just need an axe, don't we? chop down a few trees. Apparently we speak 150 to 300 words per minute in self-talk. That's 50,000 words a day just to ourselves. And of that, 70% of those are negative in most people. And of that 70%, 70% is totally subconscious. It's just on autopilot. This tape is playing over and over. In fact, 95%, 85%, no, 95%, is repeated, the same thing, over and over. And of course, those little cells, they're eavesdropping, they're listening. So that's a lot of negative energy that can be in our system. It's no wonder the Bible says, don't get pulled along by the current of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your thoughts. And of course, thoughts are what are in behind emotions. Don't, don't just tackle your emotions. Go for the thoughts at the back of them. So that's the first question. You know, does soul health really matter? It's a big yes. yes. Second question, how did my soul get damaged? Well, the soul has these needs, three needs in particular. Positive self-talk, healthy connection with people, which is companionship and communication, and thirdly, it needs adventure and fun. So that one is not so hard to work out. But the enemy has three main purposes that Jesus talked about, to rob or steal, to kill and to destroy. And he's on to that right from our conception. He's after us. His goal is in direct opposition to God's goals, which are fruitfulness, connection, and abundant life. So instead, the devil's trying to bring limitation, separation, and loneliness. And to achieve his goals, he uses lies. He just pops them in wherever he can. And they become all that horrible negative self-talk. His on-ramps into our lives are, particularly through childhood, traumas 
and and just um, wounds, things that happen to us, death, absence, or divorce of parents for a young child, just leaves a child exposed to learning stuff that's not even true. The devil's sowing lies, violence in the home, bullying, abandonment, uh, neglect, betrayal, abuse. And then as we get older, it's a bit less obvious. Things like offences, misunderstandings, unforgiveness. They're all on-ramps to pick up these lies. And if Satan can, he'll then send these demonic entities to inhabit those lies and to reinforce them. And, uh, and then we get this stronghold. And then he, he turns around and, and uh, in that stronghold, there's pain. There's, um, there's can be torment. And so now he offers us a way to self-medicate, to avoid the pain. And then people get caught up in addictions and, and shame and all that kind of stuff. And then we get double whammied from the enemy. But I want to tell you the good news is the wounds are not actually the issue. What happened to you is not actually the issue. The issue is what you and I end up believing as a result of what happens, and that we can change. We can't change the wounds, but we can change. With the help of God, we can change what we believe. So there's three very common lies I've come across in me and in a lot of other people. Number one, that God doesn't really love me. Number two, I'm not good enough. And three, God isn't good, well, at least not to me. And, but there's a whole bunch of other lies that are associated with those. I'm not wanted, I don't belong, I don't have God's favour, I need to perform to earn God's love, my survival is all up to me, I'll never be a good enough Christian, so why try? I'm inadequate, greatness isn't for me, and on and on. Look, the, the, it just goes forever. And we hear these lies, they're so personalised, um, for each person, and yet the root goes back to those three that I mentioned. And just rem- remember, every nanosecond, your cells are out there listening, eavesdropping. So that's how my soul got damaged. Number three is how do I get my soul fixed? Well, we want to remove those arrow tips. So it's about <laughs> wounds being healed. Lies being hunted down and renounced, that means you break agreement with them and you also break agreement with any demonic entities that have gotten involved there as well. And then truth revealed by Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit. It says in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 10, we destroy these arguments, these lies, these opinions, everything raised against the knowledge of God. We destroy those and we take captive every thought so that our thoughts obey or agree with Jesus. That's how you get a healthy soul. Recent example, I was just talking to Father last week and because um, I wanted to dialogue and some stuff around Father, and this, this thought popped into my mind. I just heard this thing about getting it right. So I said, well, Father, what do I need to know about getting it right? And somebody said that your value doesn't increase when you get it right, or decrease when you get it wrong or not completely right. Oh, that's good to know. So I said, Father, I give you my self-judgment. I give you my measuring stick. And I heard myself say this, and I give you my beating stick. I sever all agreement with these. Father, what would you give me in exchange? And he said, a comfort stick. 
I said, a what? <laughs> Out loud like that, a what? And then I thought, Psalm 23, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So I looked up the Passion. And the passion, in the Passion Translation, it says this, your authority is my strength and my peace. And the comfort of your love takes away my fear. You see, the shepherd's rod was used to, to um, fight off the enemy. It's God's authority that already is fighting off, has fought off our enemy and will fight for us. And then the staff with a little crook on the end of it was used to rescue the sheep or to pull them closer to the shepherd. That's his love that takes away our fear. So that's just an example of doing, and now it's your turn. You get to have a wee go at doing this. And uh, so I want to ask you, what's the weight that you need to throw off in order to become stronger? What's the arrow tip that's hindering you? It could be anything. So we don't always know, but Jesus does. Father does. Holy Spirit does. So we're all going to close our eyes. Well, I'm not, but you are. And, um, and, and we're going to talk to Jesus. And we're going to ask him some questions. And he's going to talk back to you. You will sense something, him saying something. Something will drop into your spirit or your heart or you might hear or you might see something or see some words or just feel something. So let's have a go at this, because this is quite fun stuff to get our soul healed. So I want you to actually repeat out loud. Now, the answers, you don't repeat out loud, because then your neighbor will know. But the questions, repeat out loud after me. Jesus, what's the weight that's limiting my capacity? And you say, Jesus, what's the weight that's limiting my capacity? Now, just listen. Now ask Jesus this. Jesus, is there someone I need to forgive in relation to this? And we say, Jesus, is there someone I need to forgive in relation to this? Because if it's a wound, somebody probably caused it. And it may be a parent, a teacher, friend, maybe it's yourself. So we're going to forgive that person now. So, and again, just keep the name to yourself. I forgive, and then you put the name in there, for the action that wounded me. Let's say that. I forgive, silent, for the action that wounded me. Here's an interesting question. Jesus, what's the lie I'm believing that's welded to this arrow tip? And we're going to say that. Jesus, what's the lie I'm believing that's welded to this arrow tip? See, we're on a lie hunt. I'm going to evict the enemy here. And now repeat after me. I forgive myself for agreeing with this lie and empowering it as truth. I renounce agreement with this lie 
And I renounce partnership with any spirits attached to it. Jesus, what's the truth that you want to give me in exchange? Now, this is the key, and this is the bit you need to write down as soon as you can. What's he saying to you? All right, you can open your eyes now. That's our little process that you can use anywhere, anytime. And I know that for some of you today, that would have been incredibly powerful. You just had an encounter and something revealed that is going to heal a part of your being. And I really felt for um, someone or someone's here today, it wasn't so much what happened to you, it was that something, you've just felt always that something's missing. Something's missing. I just feel not complete. It's the same area there in that little process. So the soul helps are adventure, fun, healthy relationships. And then we've got things like strength to strength courses and counseling we can direct you to, sozo ministry, coaching, and it just being in the presence of God and listening to him, reading your Bible with the spirit of truth, not with the spirit of law. Read your Bible. Let God speak to you. Expect to hear his voice. And sometimes our mind and emotions actually need some medical help, and that's okay too. Anyway, to get healthy. See, a prosperous soul, good mental emotional health, is about a stronger foundation for a stronger anointing a greater capacity. And that is where we're all headed. Would you stand up? And I just want to pray a prayer over you. It's real, real brief. It's a scripture. May the God of peace, the God who makes everything whole, sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be made sound Incomplete. Amen. That's a great scripture. And just while you're standing, if you could just all close your eyes, and I said there'd be an opportunity um, to get your spirit made new. You know, if you've never given your life to Jesus or you're not really sure that you have, then Jesus wants to meet with you today. He wants to give you hope and life beyond anything that you've ever known. And no matter what your past Jesus will accept you and cleanse you and heal you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, then I want you to put up your hand right now. Just wherever you're standing, put up your hand right now if you want to give your life to Jesus. You know, if you know that there's sin or there's junk in your life that's separating you from, from Jesus, then put up your hand and receive what he has for you. God is going to meet with you. He will change the direction of your life. You know, he's done that for millions and millions of people around the globe. God wants to touch you today. Or maybe you used to be in relationship with Jesus, but you've wandered off and you want to come back. You've felt that separation and you've not enjoyed it one bit. He wants to restore you. If that's you, raise your hand today just so we can know, just so I know who I'm praying for. Okay. All right. 
As we sing this last song, if you put your hand up or wish you had, just come to the front and, um, and we've got a prayer team and, and others who will meet with you and pray with you. And you'll be joined by others who are coming up for prayer for different things. Um, just so as we sing this last song, just come up quick. Don't be embarrassed because this can be the best day of the rest of your life. And after we've sung this song, and we're inviting those new people across to morning tea over at Joe's Garage, so it'll be a quick exit for some, and, uh, and then we're back into the next service at 11 o'clock. So let's sing, and if you raised your hand, then come on forward.